Welcome to Matter of Fat, a body positive podcast with Midwest sensibilities. I'm Kat Polavoda, a local fat feminist here for your plus size fits, small business tips, and getting a head start on those 2019 goals. I'm joined by my co-host, Soraya Bogani. Hi, I'm Soraya. In non-breaking news, I'm fat. <laughs> Please don't be alarmed. I'm fat and trying to live my best life, and it's a safe guess that you're here to join us as... We talk about the cultural politics of fat bodies here in Minneapolis, St. Paul, and the greater Midwest. Welcome to our first last episode. It's our season finale, don't you know? And you betcha we've got more in store. We sure do. And I was supposed to say something clever here, but I overanalyzed and couldn't think of something that was not cliche-y. But you know, that would have been on brand. That's all right. But anyway, let's go into the the fat fat dish. The fat dish is like getting the perfect warm beverage on a frigid, blustery Midwestern morning. And instead of the proverbial Susan saying, I'm going to be naughty and get a full fat follow latte. <laughs> sounds. Did, did I put a weird voice on? It sounds like I should be calling your number at like 2 a.m. and like live singles in your area. Oh my God, did I put that voice it on? Like, I I'm meant gonna, I'm going to be naughty. <laughs> It's a food moralizing naughty, not that kind of naughty. Yeah. <laughs> you let Susan and her food morals be uh-huh. and go contemplate on how you should use your sad light more <laughs> as you sip on your delicious ho-ho mint mocha. <laughs> so Midwest. It's dark at five. Um, in this fat dish, we're going to talk about our recent event as it is local newsworthy dish and maybe the most important dish in our lives this week. We're back. Back to the future. Or from the future, I guess. Or We're something. here. Yes. We're in the studio after our event. And we have to share it with you. We, or we are excited to share with you, um, <laughs> yeah, how our event went on Tuesday. It was really great. It was really fun. It was hosted at Spaces in the North Loop, which Kat had been able to visit before. I hadn't. But oh, yeah. It's this gorgeous open space with lots of fun artwork and tables and great, like, little design effects and just really cozy it's on cool a looking. dark cold Tuesday afternoon, like afternoon e- slash evening, evening yeah. I guess it is was, what it was. It but felt like it was midnight because it it's always pitch, midnight here. <laughs> like pitch dark after five. Um, and my friend Hannah, um, wh- who works at Spaces, was so gracious to help like make that connection and it they let us so use the good. space. It was yeah. really lovely. She it's, was so fabulous and yeah. it was just the perfect area to have a bunch of people come in and kind of spread out, mingle, enjoy some bars some bars and some drinks yes spaces is normally a co-working space and so if you are if you saw our pictures and are interested in it um you can look them up and consider co-working there mm-hmm. and truly so many great people came through oh so I many think that was a big highlight for me is being able to not only talk about the podcast but see people come come and talk to us like old faces new faces yeah. it was really meaningful and really beautiful so i want to thank everybody who came out Yes. I mean, same, of course. It was so nice to see everyone. And it was a bigger crowd than I anticipated, which Uh felt was really, really cool feeling. Yeah. And then, of course, we know that there were a lot of folks there in spirit, which also incredibly meaningful, incredibly kind for everybody who reached out ahead of time. And it's like, oh, I wish I could be there for whatever reason. Thank you. Um, I think you were definitely there, especially... When we got to do our cute little program. Yeah, we had a short program. A brief program. It was, it was <laughs> great. So we shared um, clips from the each of the six interviews we ha- we've had this season. We shared short clips. Like we pulled out an excerpt that we, that we liked and shared it with the folks that were there. Mm-hmm. And it was so cool to just hear all the different voices we've heard over the season. Yeah. Um, and 
focus on not everything was just related to fatness either Mm -hmm. and just hearing different people's humanity come through I think was really cool yeah I think it was cool for folks who um, hadn't heard some of the episodes before I think we had like a kind of a mix of people there some who have been listening to every episode some who maybe have only listened to a few and maybe even a couple folks who haven't listened much at all yet so I think it was a really cool way to give um, a little picture of what we've been working on this season totally totally um also our parents oh our parents yeah. were there, which was really cute my mom was there mm-hmm. and then i saw so our moms definitely helped a lot uh setting up yes bars and so many bars making bars making too. bars yeah yeah it was awesome um so that was lovely and then my dad was also there and it was just really cool to share this with them because uh kat and i were talking about this earlier but like after a certain point in time your parents really don't get to see you interact with friends or like creative endeavors yeah. and things like that. So it was kind of interesting to see those worlds come together for a brief moment. Yeah, it was really nice to have them there. Also, shout out to Quinn. Oh, Quinn took pictures. So we had some fun pictures um, of the event. And most of the group photos were taken by, um, I guess maybe we can say she's a friend of the pod. Quinn. Friend of the pod, Quinn. Yeah. Official friend of the pod. Yeah. She's a delight. <laughs> Who else do we need to thank? Just like all the people, just all the just people. Just again, I'd like thank to you, f- everyone. Thanks, the people. Yeah. It, like this has been such a cool endeavor. We never really knew what the outcome was, but um, it's been so fun sharing it. And we also at the event had some activities. Oh yeah. To get feedback and hear what people enjoyed. Um, we had Minnesota questions mm-hmm. scattered around. It from was, mingling in case people mingling. didn't know each other. Many <laughs> right. of the questions that we've asked people here throughout the season right. and some more. And then we also uh, pulled a little bit out of this episode that you're going to oh, yeah. hear in just a moment. So we got to do that IRL, which was cool too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, but yeah, that's that's basically that's the recap, it. I think. It was really well received. Um, like you know, you showed us that it was something that you were interested in by by showing up, and we so appreciate that. And we're going to keep that in mind in the future if we might end up doing more events. More to come. Yeah. Matter of fact. This is it. Interview time, folks. Except this time, this is us. It's us, folks. Kat and Soraya. Soraya and Kat. Calling back to our first episode where we interviewed each other. Instead of doing our traditional interview, we were trying to think of what would capture the essence of the matter of fat endeavor. So... I don't know if we really did our due diligence explaining this in our first episode, uh, but we both have a really robust residence life robust. and student <laughs> affairs background. Yeah, I like that word. Uh-huh, it's good. Yeah, and it, it really it works here because they are both pretty robust. Mm-hmm. So we were both involved with residential life at Hamlin when we were students. And then student affairs is actually like my former career before I opened the shop. I was a student success counselor at the University of New Orleans for a few years, an adjunct instructor in grad school. I was a hall director at Texas A&M Commerce. So, you know, a couple things. That's a, that's quite the LinkedIn profile you got there. <laughs> well, thank you. Um, so I was a resident assistant uh, at Hamlin and an orientation planner as well. And I'm currently a graduate advisor, so I'm still very much in that realm. And the reason you all get to hear about us run through these resume points is because they all boil down to one quintessential activity Mm -hmm. 
mother flipping icebreakers. Yes, icebreakers, icebreakers, icebreakers. Uh, you might not be familiar, but a really common icebreaker in our shared experience is rosebud thorn. Now, there are variations to this. I've got to admit, I hadn't heard the bud one until recently, but sometimes it's just roses and thorns or sweet and spicy. But either way, it's an opportunity to check in on what's got you hyped. The rose. What you're looking forward to or what's about to come to fruition. The bud. And something that is or was an obstacle or challenge. The thorn. So instead of a normal interview, we're going to talk about our rosebud thorn. It kind of sounds like tarot. (laughs) We're going to talk about what's going to happen, what happened, and what's going on. Anyways, all right. Specifically, we're going to talk about our rosebud and thorn for the season. Yep. So without further ado, Kat, what is your matter of fact rose or roses? We both, we, I just, I have several roses and I'm sure you do as well. Um, I, so for a long time it was like, I, I knew I wanted to do a podcast um, and I wasn't sure how or when or why. And I was kind of waiting for like the right opportunity because I knew I couldn't edit stuff. I didn't have a fancy mic. I didn't know how to do any of this. And hello, this year we just like did a podcast. Mm -hmm. Um, So the idea of having a big project that kind of comes to fruition uh, just like feels really good. So that's one of the very big roses for me. That's awesome. Yeah. I So I have a background, a bit of a background in radio, but like not really. In college, I was really into it. And I had like a number of shows, both at Hamlin and one at McAllister. And it was always fun being in like the dank basement of a college space. And, like, was it though? Yeah, it was. <laughs> like you got to play your music. You got to talk about whatever you wanted. And I've always really enjoyed it. I mean, we're both big connoisseurs of podcasts. Yeah, so yeah. Something I've always loved. I remember going to this event in New York with my friend Rachel, and they were doing it for the Moth Radio Hour. Oh, cool. And she turned to me at one point, and she's like, you could be a producer for this. And I was like, me? No, never. And I don't know what's in the cards, but um, one of the biggest roses for this was being able to focus on something back in the radio space. Yeah. And actually putting a product out. Like, the creative endeavor that this is is so cool. It's so amazing. And the fact that... Um, you approached me or even just talked to me about it. And then where I was like, yeah, let's do it. And then we did it. Yeah. This is mind blowing to me because there's been so many steps in between now and, and when we started. I feel like in the world and even in my world personally, like there's a lot of talk about stuff like this would be fun or we could do this or we should do this or whatever. And but like we did this mm-hmm. and that feels really good. Yeah, it sure does. And it's it's been fun seeing the mistakes too if that makes sense like getting used to it like if I go back and listen to a couple of episodes I'm like ooh, ooh, that's a little rough but like (laughs) oh but I know that now or I can really see the market difference in my knowledge and working on this and that's really cool too I was scared I was really scared when you first approached and you're like okay we're gonna do this and it's gonna be great and we're gonna do all this I'm like yeah smiling along nodding and be like I can't do that (laughs) why would she want me to do that why would I want to do that and like here we are and it feels kind of like comfortable yeah Mm -hmm. I know from the beginning you mentioned that it was you were very like the language you would use around things especially at the beginning was like yeah we'll see like it's a learning process we'll see what comes of it we'll see what happens and I was like yeah it's gonna get done it's gonna be good you know but like I I think that your that perspective coming at it was really good for us because I I think that it I don't know helped us really embrace 
Oh, God. The journey. The journey, <laughs> folks. She said it. I don't like the word. Like, I don't like saying things are journeys. I think it's uh, overused and kind of trite, but whatever. But it, this maybe We're has... overusing <laughs> kind of trite. <laughs> On brand. <Anyway>. Um, <laughs> but I think it really has been cool to see our progression, even within just, like, one season. Mm-hmm. And I truly, like, I feel like every time I listen to an episode... It's better and better. I'm mm-hmm. really proud of what we're putting out. But, like, I was proud four episodes ago. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's like I think the work we're doing is is really it's good and it's just getting better. Yeah. And it's just really cool. I like talking about the work. Another big rose for me is my own kind of comfort with my identity as a fat person. Because before this, I was on the periphery of everything. Mm-hmm. Like, I was at fat events or, like, talking about fatness maybe as, like, an external force, even though I'm like clearly a fat person. So forcing myself to say I'm fat at the beginning of every episode led to a lot of comfort around that. Cool. Because it's in a safe space. I'm in a studio with my friend Kat. Like it's all working out. Um, But then it also led me to a space of thinking on these topics, you Mm -hmm. know, and contributing to a conversation. I I don't have a lot of this, like cats build this beautiful environment with her shop, like actively put time and energy into this. Um, I don't really have that in my life unless I construct it myself. And I've done that through this podcast. Yeah, you have. So it's helped me a lot and it initiates a lot of really cool conversations in my life outside of the studio too. I love it. You also have so much to like really valuable stuff to share and insights to share here. And it's really cool that there's a space where you're able to do that. It's been fun. It's really fun. Uh, A rose for me is working with you. It's like, I I think we have like, it's like sort of dream team status. I think we work really, really well together. Mm -hmm. And I, um, I'm a busy gal, and I came to this realization the other day, like, oh, man, am I only friends with people I have, like, creative projects with? Because <laughs> it feels like the only guaranteed way for me to have hangout time with people, or not even, I guess, hangout time, because this isn't, I mean, we're hanging out, but we're also getting work done. Yeah. But I think um, the only real guaranteed way I see people on a very regular basis, like, three times a week when we work on the podcast, yeah. is if I'm doing projects with people. So, um, which, and that's, like, not fun if you're seeing people a lot that you don't want to spend time with, but I love spending time right. with you. And that makes this feel like more fun and play than than work, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. The only way this would have happened is if we would kept enjoying ourselves, I think. Yeah. And I'm so excited for season two because, yeah, I feel the same way. We um, engage each other. We disagree on things, but it Mm -hmm. goes to a productive place. Mm -hmm. And it's just fun. Yeah. It's just a really good time. Yeah. Um, And, like, to that end... It's fun when we interview people. Oh, it's that's a huge, a huge rose. The biggest it probably rose. could have been like rose number one. <laughs> we just have the best talks with people. Mm-hmm. It's just to be able to like intimately chat about these thing, parts of their lives, like their stories. As a matter of fact, it's so simple, but it's really beautiful. And everybody's been so open about it. Yeah, like you know everybody to some extent. To some extent, yeah. Um, I've met a few people for the first time. I've gotten to know some people a lot better. Uh, everybody's been so open and what that generates is this moment where I hear something about their childhoods or um, current age and their experience and I'm mm-hmm. like oh my gosh that's me too like I know that exact moment I had that moment yeah and it really helps me feel less alone in a current environment that makes me feel kind of like an outcast yeah. when you look at the news you kind of pay attention to what's happening in the world it's easy to feel kind of helpless and like we're all adrift and there's no change that can happen yeah and i'm not saying that we are a political entity you and me cat but the things we talk about i think 
can hopefully resonate with other people yeah. and make them feel less alone. Yeah. I think that's like the beauty of people sharing their stories mm-hmm. is because not only do you get an insight into them and their lives, you get to connect in ways if you know that your stories align. I think it feels really good. And like to the community piece too. Yeah. Another rose. KFAI. Yeah. Oh, KFAI. Oh, KFAI. It's just such a delight to be here. It is. It's truly like such an intersection of the Twin Cities. Oh, yeah. It is a community grassroots station in that like you come in here and you're going to see a number of different characters. I feel like everybody here is a character in like the best in possible the best way. Possible, like mm-hmm. such characters in the best way. Like personality. Yes. Right? yes Which yes. is like, yeah, radio personality. Sure. Yeah. But like <laughs> everybody who's here is here because they're passionate about whatever they're talking about, whatever mm-hmm. they're doing. If that's music, if that's like French francophile like music culture things like that if it's um latin music like no matter what it is if it's politics everybody is here because they're showing up and putting their time into this because they enjoy it yeah and i think that vibrates no pun intended well maybe a little bit uh throughout the studio and you see it and you feel it in all the people you meet so yeah it's just tears are rad too yeah this is a really really cool place to be um and it's i mean to be able to like just the physical space, like to be able to be in a lovely studio to record, like that's a gift. A lot of people don't have that opportunity with their podcast too. So the community vibe here and also like the equipment that we have access to and how just like kind and helpful people have been, it's just really, really great. Yeah. And I would say that like, yeah, altruistically, I was like, oh, I support community radio. I support all of this before this, but Having the impetus to volunteer and do things like heart crew oh, yeah. and attend like different events, it's been really nice to have that as a as a part of this. Totally. And kind of get involved. So. And Saraya, you've been able to do more stuff than I have or been able to. You've like taken it upon yourself to be able to do volunteer hours to then do your board certification. So um, I feel like you, though we're here a lot together, it's usually like a night that we're here recording. I know you've had a lot of like more daytime things and more structured things that you've been able to really see the beauty of all the folks here at KFAI. I definitely feel like I can do more. So I think that's, that's more to come. Cool. Yeah. Cool. So yeah, like more to come with volunteering, which I think kind of naturally leads leads into the buds. buds. (laughs) Okay. And I hope this is clear, but like it is a bud the what grows <laughs> like a rose what grows into a rose right so it's like something coming up something we're exciting excited for something that's like about to come to fruition mm-hmm. so what's your bud i think my bud is just growth right seeing what we can accomplish next season like seeing like how we will continue to grow yeah is that I imagine it's I hope it's similar for you, right? Yeah, I mean I've been so restrained. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's a growing process. It's a learning process. So, I mean we do talk a lot about what this could be, but I don't really know. I don't know what's going to happen next. Same. But I think there's so much positive energy and excitement around it that yeah. um, I'm happy to see whatever that looks like. I think a lot of that will come down to who we talk to next in terms of interviews. Yeah, but yeah. also like how we figure out how we want to talk going forward too mm-hmm. like I enjoy these conversations and so maybe we dive more into like investigative journalism or oh. something like that who knows how that's gonna go I mean early days dirt and discourse was really like doing a deep dive into um, different business practices and stuff yeah like that. So oh, and you did like a lot of research you're actually really good at that actually man why haven't we talked about this before who knows we could do we could be a really fun investigative journalism dream team more to come folks uh i also i think in terms of buds and in terms of growing like i know we have some 
desire to think about um, not necessarily like making this a business, but thinking about more like businessy ways to approach the podcast. So whether that be like sponsorship or like other things that other podcasts out in the world do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think while we don't know what that will mean, it's like fun to know that we're going to think about it and to brainstorm. Yeah. And for me to kind of be able to flex some like creative business strategy muscles and think about um, the podcast in some more like sort of businessy ways feels like an exciting challenge. Mm-hmm. Not a weird flex at all. It's a great flex. Yeah. I'm into it. Another bud is kind of based on, so I went to a Friendsgiving last weekend. Oh, yeah. And it was just a tiny little gathering, and it, it gave me so much life because it's some really good friends in my life. But also two of them mentioned, they're related, that they talked about our podcast at their family Thanksgiving. Oh, I love it. And, I, yeah, they just talked about it, and I'm like, that is so freaking cool that this is going and and sparking conversations with other people. Like yeah. we talk about podcasts all the time. Now we're that for other people. Oh my people. gosh. I like didn't put it that way into oh weird. That's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then it generated a conversation for us. And so we were sitting around this delicious meal and like with really good people. But not only did we talk about like body positivity and mm-hmm. like body autonomy, mm-hmm. but then we started talking about all these other identity pieces and it just was so good. Yeah. I'm like, something we did sparked that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. More. More of that. And I can't yep. wait for more. Yeah. So that's the but. I want to help generate more conversations, more discourse, um, anything I can do to contribute to that. I'm really excited about. And I think a piece of that is we're learning that people who listen to our podcast are not just fat people or plus size people. Mm-hmm. Um, they're folks of all sizes and folks that maybe have been like encountering some of these ideas or feelings and also folks that haven't been mm-hmm. and that's really it feels like an honor to be able to, to know that folks are listening to this podcast who don't have this who don't share identities with us in 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 ways that relate to to fatness and fat liberation yeah like more of this being an entree to yeah. people wanting to think about these oh it's so good yeah so cool cool that's definite the definite bud definite bud another bud I got another bud. Do you What's got another your bud? bud? So we have time off. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's a bud, I guess. That's a I bud. Because it's not just a rose. It's not a thorn. Like, yeah. It's going to be very, very weird not seeing you on a regular basis. We see each other so <laughs> much. Like, I cannot emphasize this enough. I see more than I see most people. That's right, folks. You heard it here. <laughs> I got our time. <laughs> Fellas, you want to get that time? Get on a project. Oh, maybe that's what I'll do in this time off. <laughs> get a boo? All right. <laughs> um... I think also something we're going to do in this time off is a, a retreat. What you, you do want to talk about it, Therese, but I've been talking about this retreat incessantly, and so I thought maybe she wouldn't want to talk about it on this episode. That's all right. That's all right. So we're going to come up with some really good ideas, and so I think lots more to come. Yeah, we um, are going to try to get away. I don't know if we can physically get away, but spend time thinking a lot about, um, yeah, growth and reflecting on the season behind us and thinking about the season upcoming and going to be awesome mm-hmm. oh and if we have if we do something like this or when we do something like this <laughs> we'll likely post about it on the social so you have to stay watching our instagram stories for more info stay watching um okay that i think those are all my buds yeah i think it's time to talk about the thorns oh no the thorns i honestly don't have that many oh, i have a lot what no i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> i didn't think you had that no, long of a list i don't have a lot i don't have a lot at all 
Um, I think I can, my, my thorn, and we've kind of alluded to it, it's like, it's just time consuming. Yeah. Because it's, it's so many pieces to this. It's kind of deciding who we want to talk to, making time to get in touch with them, like making sure questions are available to them ahead of time, getting the studio time, editing their um, interview. Then for us, like figuring out when we can get together to plan yeah. all of this. Yeah. It, I think it's about like five. We have like five kind of five, t- five touch points of two to four hours mm-hmm. that go into each episode. And that actually might be a modest estimation. Yeah, especially if we had to do additional edits and stuff yeah. like that, too. Um, but it's been so enjoyable and positive the totally. whole time. And equitable, I would say. Yeah. Even though, like, I'm editing, mm-hmm. you're always down to be here and, like... That's, yeah, that's true. ...putting some work and listening to things, too. So I feel like it's been pretty ad- equitable for the whole time. So that's awesome. I feel like it's, like, 45, 55. Does that equal 100? I feel like you do a little <laughs> bit more because of the editing. But I think... I'll take it. But yes, I am happy to like listen to stuff and to be around. And it's fun to do the social too. But I think that like... I I think, yeah, I feel like for the most part it is a little bit... Edu- it is equitable and also leans in your direction for sure. Yeah. Especially in terms, in terms of like hours spent doing stuff. So... Like iTunes. You like iTunes. <laughs> That's a thorn. It took forever to go on iTunes. It was thorn. Sorry. We're sorry it's, to everybody. We're sorry to all of you. Yeah. It just took us a very long time. But we're there now, so it's good. We're there. We had to really get our rhythm down and, like, figure out all that additional time for getting episodes out in the first mm-hmm. place before I could set aside a ton of time to be like, oh, how do we do this? And I'm sure it would have taken somebody else, like, two, two hours. Minutes. And it took me a lot more than that. But it's there. It's up. We're it's good. It's up. And now it's it feels so good yeah yeah i i want to say something else about the time which is that like individually it's always very fun and i guess we alluded to this when we're talking about our roses like Mm -hmm. we have so much fun together working on this um even though it's like late at night often is very fun but like in some it just feels like a lot right like it doesn't matter how much fun stuff is like if it's just a lot of your time that's what's i think kind of can be a little bit thorny and also that our schedules really miss like don't match up very well so I don't know if y'all know but like for the most part I guess if you avidly watch our Instagram stories you probably know for the most part it's like after 9 p.m on weeknights that we record or sometimes on the weekend nights like you know earlier evening into later evening because like I run a shop right so like look at my shop hours Soraya works a nine to five look at the for the most part an eight to five kind of job look at those hours 30 to six oh yeah shit yeah (laughs) 7 30 to six so compare those schedules and then think about like when we might ever be able to record we are recording the literal ghouls of the KFA studio (laughs) talk about characters talk about characters we're the fat girls haunting the KFA studio in the nighttime (laughs) like the late after the after the parking the street parking doesn't even count anymore it's totally free because we're here so late (laughs) yeah it's wild yeah um another thing too and not to be i guess it is really on brand for me to be like but the business of it all um but we make zero money from this and we've actually like um invested a bit of money Mm -hmm. in this so it's like we were making negative money (laughs) um so (laughs) right and like like monopoly yeah (laughs) so negative money so there's like a few things we spent money on some kind of bigger chunks and then lots of little chunks like all the parking and all the things you know that are um that you just come up with yeah that add up after time so um that is a little thorny too 
Um, uh, but like an opportunity to be creative, one of those buds, and see right. how we can maybe find ways to not like um, make a million dollars from our podcast, but just make sure we're coming out ahead. And I know this is the thorn section, but the rose to that is that we have complete autonomy over this. Oh, yeah. Like everything you've heard is something that we've decided on mm -hmm. um, or have created ourselves. So yeah. No censorship, y'all. Yeah. This is real and uncut. <laughs> But yeah, I think that's all of our thorns, right? <laughs> you like already brought it back to the roses. Yeah. I Do mean, you have any other thorns? No, nah, that's it. There you have it. Our roses, buds, and thorns. On to the Dirt, Dirt and Discourse. It's time for Dirt and Discourse. This is where we dive into the excitement and discomfort around relevant pop and cultural happenings. We've covered a lot of ground in this season. Specifically, we've asked Netflix, Weight Watchers, Montclaw. And Ashley Graham. Yep. To Do better. Do better. I stand by that request and also realize that now we contribute to the larger conversation. Yeah, we're consumable media, y'all. Whoa. How meta. And we can do, do better. better. So that's what we want to do. In today's Dirt and Discourse, we want to examine our podcast to talk about what we can do better and what y'all think. So go on a tangent with me. This everybody. is a deep tangent, but it makes it comes it around. Makes sense. And it's I a promise. good one. It's a good Stick one. Stick with me. <laughs> Buckle in. It'll be great. So the other day, I sent a video to Kat that a dear friend had shared with me. Um, so it was Eureka O'Hara, famous from RuPaul's mm -hmm. Drag Race. And it, her video is The Big Girl, which comes through as a fat and sex-positive anthem. Um, the video's premise is a young, thin, white, female-appearing person who is going into the hospital to make it so that they look on the outside how they feel on the inside. Cool concept. Their end result is the hourglass, fat, and colorful Eureka O'Hara herself. In it, mm. Eureka mentions double chin for the win, thick V slaying the game, and it's a body positive constitution. Those are some of the lyrics. There's um, also some dirtier ones that we're yeah, not Yeah, her rhymes are cheeky, I would say. I would say. I know <laughs> I'm not we got that those. E for explicit <laughs> on the podcast, but I'm trying to keep it clean. All right. And the video shows a group of socially acceptable thin folks going into the ER, or OR, rather, and coming out as a fat, voluptuous, prancing people. It's intriguing, and I liked it, but um, there was, like, something about mm -hmm. it that made me send to Kat, send to Kat, because there was just a little bit of unease around it, and I wanted to talk through, like, was it the satire of medicalized before and after concepts or images, my own lack of knowledge on drag culture, or was it, like, the focus on the food? Mm-hmm. So part of the video showed Eureka in front of all of this food and like mm -hmm. naming different dishes and saying, never met a meal I didn't like, throwing a corset, get that cinch, eat again because I'm a hungry bitch. Hungry bitch. I can never do that line. She's got, she's got skills. She's got skills. And then also like showing skinnier folks sign away at carrots on plates. Mm. And like the focus on food and fatness in the video and corresponding lack of food and thinness I don't, had me feeling some type of way. Yeah. Like this further made me think... Here we go, folks. We made it all the way back. We made it all the way back. It made me think about how we approach food in this podcast, specifically the focus on food and the fat dish. Yeah. So this video, like, it was cool in some ways, but had a lot of big sort of eeks for me. And the food stuff was one of them. While I love seeing fat people doing subversive shit, like eating unabashedly in public or showing parts of our bodies that we're not supposed to show, not supposed to, you know, quote unquote, um, or just like taking up space. While I love that, I really don't like the direct connection that gets made oftentimes between fat people and food in ways that make it seem like fat people are just fat because we love to eat. 
So sure, that's probably why some people are fat, but that's not why all or even probably most of us are. I don't see this as I don't see that kind of connection being drawn as empowering or subversive. Mm -hmm. I see it as aligning with and kind of perpetuating stereotypes about fat people. Okay, but here we go. (laughs) (laughs) So like as I'm thinking through this, I'm also thinking like, shoot, is me like taking issue with this, maybe just kind of performing weird but also active like good fatty constructs in some kind of twice removed way okay break it down for the people what's that mean so we talked about this a couple episodes ago the idea of the good fatty um is like the pressure fat people experience to perform the quote-unquote right or quote-unquote good things related to often diet and exercise to show the world that like yeah i might be fat but i'm quote-unquote healthy or i might be fat but i'm trying not to be so okay Maybe my issues with pe- with fat people equating being fat to eating is somehow a weird higher level version of this kind of good fatty trope. I don't know. I don't know. I have lots of thoughts <laughs> lots about of that. it. Lots of yeah. Thoughts. Okay. And there's Check my the video. <laughs> there's my tangent. Right. But so we were talking about this after um Saray showed me the video and she was saying that yeah this is like kind of what we do with our fat to shut ups like thinking about food a lot um and. Yeah, damn, that's, like, kind of what's happening. And that's not our intent, but, like, maybe that's how it looks. Mm-hmm. And the show has morphed and evolved. So the premise for the fat dish was a way to gather and share community information. Um, like, food, neither for better nor for worse, is a way that people come together, especially in, like, the Midwest setup. Mm-hmm. And we may have lost focus in the fun of the pun and metaphor and or simile. Um, we mix a lot of these up and have inadvertently mixed up our intent for the fattish and the way that we present it. Yeah. Like, it makes sense. Kat's premise and, well, our premise was, like, a potluck. You come together. You like bring a, different stuff. Yeah. We're bringing different things to the table. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, as a way of doing better, it's definitely important for us to think on the goals and the way that those goals are being met. Yeah. So like our conversation about the, the food stuff in that video really made us think about that. Mm-hmm. Another main goal we wanted for this show was to create opportunities to hear from lots of different voices. That's why we decided to structure each episode around an interview opening with folks telling us about their stories as a matter of fact. So, yeah, like, of course, we're just getting started. So of the full eight full episodes this season and three minisodes, six contain interviews. And we are excited to be able to share a host of diverse identities and perspectives. But there have certainly been people, communities and identities that have not been included. Yeah. And that's a do better situation for sure. Yes, definitely. So going into season two, we're thinking about who we might reach out to for interviews to be able to share more stories and have more representation on on our podcast. You know, like making sure we're including folks that are being left out of these conversations. Mm-hmm. Something else that's always on my mind, like personally and also in this endeavor, yep. <laughs> is about providing more context. So like, let me provide more context. <laughs> what I mean by this is that we don't always explain what we mean or where our thoughts and beliefs may originate from. And I worry that this can be kind of like a turnoff or Mm -hmm. confusing for people who don't usually talk about this kind of stuff. So Kat and I, as you've heard, are friends and we want to make sure that this podcast podcast is as open as possible, like intimate, but not um, inside joke heavy. Mm -hmm. So like focusing really on just truly awful puns, I think is a safe way to go. Like puns provide equal opportunity side eye for all. That is my favorite quote. <laughs> and accurate. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, 
Yes. Like, so, okay. So Soraya is really conscious of, um, from the beginning, of this idea of, like, providing con- context to things. And I really appreciate that because that's something I often overlook. Not just, like, on the podcast, but sort of in general. So I don't, I want to make sure, like, we're not talking over people's heads or taking knowledge of some concepts for granted. And I'm also kind of torn because, like, Google exists, <laughs> right? And I'm not sure it's our job to break down every concept 101 style. Yeah, I mean, that's true, like finding that balance. I wonder what it's like for you as a listener to hear something that's brand new or something that's old hat. Yeah. Is it linking up and does it make sense in some capacity, whatever we're talking about? You know, what gaps exist and how can we, Cat and I, inch closer to a balance of education and empowerment for self-education yeah so we're really looking to strike a good balance with this and i'm not sure if we have or if we're there but that's the dirt and discourse of it all right like it's messy and that's why we're talking through this and thinking about what changes we might need to make Mm -hmm. and we also don't want to contribute to gross stereotypes or injurious language like that's a big thing if we're saying something that doesn't fit with our proposed goals and mission Mm -hmm. please let us know or like give us a hint so we can self-educate yeah we'll do that also Trust me, we will be reviewing these episodes during the interim with new ears, clear eyes, full hearts. We can't lose. Okay, speaking of equal opportunity eye rolling. That's not even a pun. <laughs> it's a social media, re- or no, it's a pop culture reference okay. for something that I haven't even seen. So oh. give me some credit there. Thank you. <laughs> very, very slight amount of credit. Um, we're going to ignore that. Um, and uh, there's a couple other little things that maybe are a little like less like philosophical, but smaller things that we're thinking of too um, as we're moving forward. Like production and tech pieces um, as we keep growing our autonomy and skills. Mm-hmm. I'm still learning and want things to sound professional and good, so I feel way more adept right now. But, um, you know, even though things are coming faster, I recognize that there are some things that could use a bit of shine and polish. Okay, I think you're honestly doing really, really well with this, oh, thank especially you. as the season progresses. Like I said before, I think every episode is better and better. And that's not to say I'm not proud of the old, you know what I mean? Yeah. You got skills, Soraya. Thanks, bud. Also, something that relates to this is like logistics and schedule. So you probably notice that we do interviews like sometimes weeks or maybe even months in advance. And we often record our pieces of the pod like uh, usually about two weeks before it airs. I just wonder like, do y'all notice? Do y'all care? Is that an issue? I mean, I I know that I notice that on some of the podcasts I listen to. And it's sort of just like the nature of how how things are, I suppose. But I'm curious to know if that's something that um, impacts like listener experience. And even if it does, like, I don't know if that's something we can change, but it's something I'm thinking about. Mm-hmm. Um, another one, which is taking up more real estate in our minds. It's free real estate. Free real estate. <laughs> We're just one season old, and that includes finding our timing and voices. So a big part of finding our voice is honing in on our Midwest sensibilities. Oh, yeah. We talk a lot about that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> don't you know? Haha. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's pretty clear <laughs> that we're Midwesterners and proud of it. But, like, is it, though? Uh, so we're going to get real introspective here. Yeah. Like, are we pandering with our Midwestern takes? They're true for us, usually, but are they true for others? And, like, what about the general Midwestern experience is missing? Like, is this such a white Midwest experience because that's the quintessential, quote-unquote, Midwest stereotype? Mm. Like, my background in being a Midwesterner is based a lot through my mom's side of the family, who is white. Like, Mm -hmm. all the things I do have that tinge of race to it, right? So are we demonstrating how the concept of the Midwest evolves and changes enough? Is it representative of other 
types of culture that exist within that Midwest bubble. I don't know. You, you tell us. Does this add or detract or both? Like, what is a Midwest sensibility? Yeah. Oh, and then the food, like mm-hmm. we were talking about before. So many of our Midwest anecdotes or puns are, like, really food-focused, which is silly and fun and maybe relates, but, like, maybe this doesn't. I don't know. I think that, you know, we've set out to create a body-positive podcast rooted in the Midwest, but what is that even, mm-hmm. right? Like, do those of you who are also Midwesterners or Minnesotans feel like you're seeing your experience and what we're saying? And and for those of you who aren't in the Midwest, like, is the focus too strong to be relevant for you? I guess that's a concern as well. Mm-hmm. And to be really, really clear, the purpose of this Dirt and Discourse isn't to say that we don't know what we're doing. We've put a lot of thought into this, and we're incredibly proud of what we've put together and are excited to continue to share it. Yeah. Um, we have spent a lot of time critiquing other media and culture, so it's only fair and transparent for us to think about how we get to contribute to that by turning the tables on ourselves. So we're going to spend a lot more time thinking on this for season two, as well as your input, so we can keep creating this rad fat space. Yeah, and do a little better. (laughs) That's it, folks, for season one anyways. Please don't cry. Yes, this was a fun final episode. We mixed it up a bit and filled you all in about our recent event, We shared our roses, buds, and thorns of the season, and then we turned the tables on ourselves during Dirt and Discourse. While we will be on break, you'll see us around, mostly on the gram as we do, Mm -hmm. and know that you are always welcome to email, tweet, or DM with answers and thoughts that the pod may have provoked. We'll also be out of the studio and out in the world. (laughs) So if there are rad fat events that we should be at or know about, please let us know. Yeah, and... There are so many people to thank for this episode and this podcast coming together. Can't forget them. Truly, truly. It has been so amazing to know that folks are here for these conversations and showing up for us. Each interaction means the world. It's awesome. Truly. Thank you to KFAI for the studio space, Mason Butler for the support getting started, and for the opportunity for Soraya to go through board certification. Yeah, shout outs to Jerry, Mike, and Michael for teaching me so much in such a short amount of time. Also thanks to Allison and Design and Create who built our beautiful logo. And Kyle Worstein who composed and created our gorgeous theme music. And the biggest thank you of all goes to you. We appreciate you tuning in this yes. season, sharing in this excitement with us, and for all of your thoughts and feedback. Yes, thank you, thank you, thank you. And you can catch us in the new year for season two of Matter of Fat. Oh, wow. oh my God. Oh my God. It took me so long.